Two punts, one goal. Pardo, come close to the mic and tell the fans what they'll be experiencing this episode. Well, we've got the NFL weekend review. Uh, London lights up for the Jags versus Bills. Kelsey drama unravels. No swift required. Falcons versus Texas. Texas. Texans. Um, winner takes Gilmore's crown. Question mark. Rams versus Eagles. Explosive showdown. Lions rule the NFC North. And the epic battle, 49ers versus Cowboys. Let's get the, going. As it's Tuesday, I'm going to start the timer. 35 minute on the clock, please. Let's go. Intro music, maestro. And we're back. Here we are. Go on then. What should we jump into? I know you did give a list of things. Um, should we have a quick uh, bit of waffle? Yeah, I mean, I was going to ask, you know, anything interesting happened to you over the weekend? Nothing interesting happened over the weekend because, uh, well, it was my, um, it wasn't my daughter's birthday. It was a while ago was her birthday, but we were away. So she celebrated this weekend. And basically my weekend was carting kids around, uh, doing a sleepover, supervising the sleepover, taking them to the cinema, buying nachos. It was a lot of... uh, I was very tired by the end of it. Was it the older daughter, the younger daughter? It was the older one. So a lot of the things they did themselves, like I just had to drive them around and, you know, try to calm them down a bit. They they weren't going to sleep, all that stuff, which feels very weird because I can still remember sleepovers from when I used to go to your house for sleepovers when we were kids. Um, did you have feels... to put the Ivan voice on <laughs> that is Pardo's dad by the way and he used to come in and get very mad with us um... hit them over the head with a newspaper yeah so fortunately my, my door is not like we used to be um, trying to get your older brother to buy us beers and then jumping out of the window uh, it was a ground floor window jumping out of the ground floor window running into the forest behind your house <laughs> like doing stupid stuff um, unfortunately, my daughter was very, very civilized compared to us growing up. Yeah, uh, but but they had fun. Good times. Um, yeah. But how about you? Um, I was just trying to think, actually. I mean, it was quite, uh, like you say, it's low-key. I wasn't like hosting parties or anything like that, but it was nice weather. Um, not to segue into a gardening pod again, but I did, um, I borrowed my friend's lawnmower because mine exploded the other week. Oh, you said. And yeah. uh, he's got like a battery one. So Makes no a difference. cable. Makes a huge what difference. A difference. And if you've got fruit trees like we both do, that cable becomes an absolute nightmare. It kind of half my lawn mowing time. And yeah, it's very, yeah. And it's quiet. Nice and quiet. So it, We all know what we can do um, if this pod doesn't work. The gardening pod will take off massively because I also <laughs> don't want to talk about this forever, but I love <laughs> a cableless um, device. So I have like a cordless drill as well. If you ever, if you, you should get one of those. Mm. I've got a cordless drill, a cordless sander. I had to buy all this stuff to, to work on the garden. And then um, I have a cordless. So the, the lawnmower is the only thing with a cable and it's very, very annoying. Because you have to go under the mm. fruit trees, all this kind of stuff. Um, but I have a cableless strimmer, and that mm. is amazing. I love it. It's so much fun. I'll tell you what, it's dangerous strimming with a you know a corded strimmer. Yeah, I mean, I've never done it. Oh my! Well, my uh, well, 
I have. And uh, well, I borrowed my dad's and he's already put like, um, you know, duct tape around the cable because he's already strimmed through the cable. And he's probably had it like been... 50 years or something knowing your dad. Anyway, it, it, it separated last time I used it. So um, I'm out in the market for a, co- a cordless lawnmower and a strimmer. Okay, but well, I, strimmer, I, can I had it in my Amazon cart. I was almost yeah. ready to, you know, press play on the 200 pound uh, kind of investment. Well, the last law law mow of the season, pretty oh. much. I was like, "Well, hold on, wait, let's yeah. wait it, keep that money in the bank, let it gain see. no interest, yeah, yeah. and then get one <laughs> next summer." Um, I actually have, I think it's Works. Do you have this brand in the UK? W O R X. It's like a white, orange, black kind of design. It was, I think, it was only like eighty, eighty euros or eighty pounds or something, and um, it's actually amazing. It's worked okay. really well. I've had it for a few years now. It's fantastic. Does the job. And uh, I suppose the only thing I suppose worth mentioning NFL related as well. I watched that Four Falls of Buffalo uh, Saturday evening. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, that um, is a that is a. It was been a couple of years since I watched that, but I remember it being heartbreaking. Absolutely heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking from a Bills like story as well, and. But also, you know, it's very nostalgic because it's early 90s and it's almost like peak America, isn't it? So you've got like Whitney Houston doing the national anthem at the beginning. And it gives you kind of chills just listening to it because it's like still today, you kind of look back on YouTube, it's like, quote, it's like the best national anthem ever. And like, um, yeah, there's a point, uh, I think it's 91, in the last kick of the game, uh, you had this guy, Norwood, that's just known for missing that kick. And but it's quite funny. Everyone's got their theories of why it kind of went wide. And one is because it is like around the Gulf War, they had loads of extra security. And there's an Apache helicopter over the top of the stadium. And here's the one of the theories is is that it's the helicopter that forced it wide. No way. It, it just down. just with the all this talk of a kick and miss, it just reminds me of Ace Ventura. Laces out. Laces out. Back. Yeah. Yeah. Probably inspired by that kick. Yeah, it might be. It might be. And um, Whitney Houston, what a voice! Oh, unbelievable! What unbelievable. a voice! I, that when that like when a Whitney Houston song, they don't often come on the radio, but that is when when you hear her voice on the radio, you're like, that is the best voice. Uh, and the kids, it's one of those that kids don't really like the old songs, right? And then they're they're in the car, they hear that, and they're like, who is this? It perks them up mm. like like that is a hell of a voice. So. It's quite entertaining, you know. Like there's like um, you had the Cowboys against the Bills twice in a row as well, and it's like deja vu on steroids. Mm. It's just ridiculous, and everyone's just fed up with the Bills being in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Well, those poor Bills um, also segueing into a bit of NFL. Yeah, yeah. Modern I, I think NFL. we start with the Jags versus Bills London yeah. game. Because we didn't give the London games over the last few weeks enough pop, I would say. So we should we should give them a lot of pop. Can I can I do a little? Uh, oh, we should also talk about Monday Night Football, which happened last night as well. After, but let's go yeah, yeah. let's go straight to the London games. But there's a little bit of a yesterday's news segment happened about the old uh, the London games as well because um, I was I was looking um at this obviously i was looking at the game and then i was thinking about like well what happened and there was a lot of talk after the game so i'll do my little yesterday's news and there was a lot of talk after the game about the pitch 
So the turf being terrible. There were a lot of injuries for the Bills. Um, and it looked nice, though. It, it, looked, looked, nice, though. it looked fantastic. It looked... London was resplendent in the sunshine. I was so jealous of everyone who was there. I was, oh, it looked fantastic. And the stadium is incredible. But I did watch a video of, uh, you know, I thought they had like a, an NFL pitch underneath the football pitch. This was what, you know, they always talk about. Oh, yeah, um, I saw the same video. Did yeah. you see the video? Yeah. So the video yeah. is like a, a them getting it ready, which looked pretty amazing how they did it. But basically the pitch just goes under the stands and then it's just an empty concrete floor, basically. And then they just rolled out <laughs> some carpet onto the, the thing. So I was thinking, come on, there must be more support or softness you need like under that. I mean, obviously, I'm not a builder or anything, so I don't know what was actually there. But it, it kind of a bit weird that I, even when I watched that video before the, the game started, I was thinking, that can't be right. You're just rolling out some carpet onto the, the thing, and that's what they're going to play on. And then... All the players were complaining afterwards, but the Bills were saying, hey, we don't want to be sore losers, but there were a lot of injuries. A lot of players said that the turf was terrible. I mean, Mm. I I was a bit, and then I was kind of putting the two and two together and I was a bit thinking like, yeah, I I can understand it. It's time to bed in, doesn't it? Even if you're stitching it like they do these days and rolling out um, a pitch like that, it, yeah, doing it like days before. Yeah, so the NFL players, the, the players' association, this has been going on for a while. So keep your eye on this, Pardo. This is a good thing All to right, keep I'll your eye on. Uh, but the NFL Players Association, uh, the players actually hate the turf, uh, the artificial turf, and they want to go. They they want grass. Um, so the NFL Players Association is trying to get the teams to. Ch- they've been talking about it for a while. Like, hey, the players don't want to play on uh, this artificial turf. We've always played our sports on grass in England, apart from when you play sevens, when you become an old man and you have to play like sevens down the old five-a-side or seven-a-side. Um, Knackering, though, place. grass after playing on Astro for yeah. the first few years. It really seeps your energy, doesn't it, grass? Saps. Seeps, saps. <laughs> it is. Well, I, it's been a very long time since I've ran around, so I can't really remember, to, to be honest. <laughs> Anyway, that's yes, the little yesterday's news segment there tagged on. Um, but should we jump into the game? Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, one, you know, the Bills came into this game, you know, they're they're on the track, you know, fast track to the Super Bowl. You know, um, Allen being sported as future M- MVP, and um, but the Jags had other plans, didn't they? Particularly yeah. Trevor Lawrence, who had a really good game. I mean, he's he's thrown now for over a thousand yards in London, and I think he's only been in the league for a, for three years or something. So, um, he he's he just seems to have solved the Jaguars' problems. You spend your whole life looking for this um, franchise quarterback. Uh, in college, he was playing for Clemson, and then when he came to the league, everyone was like, "This is the best prospect since Peyton Manning," right? So. Um, it was always destined that everyone thought, okay, he will be a great quarterback. It's not even a yeah. question. But they just the uh, it's it, you can see it like how just solid he makes them, how you can rely on him, how everyone in the team just knows that we have a good player here, so we're okay, we can go ahead. So anyway, the the Jags won twenty five to twenty, mm-hmm. and we did say um, in the pod last week that we could see this easily happening, even though this is the NFL, right? People every any given Sunday teams beat anyone else. But also the the Jags had been there for a week extra. The Bills traveled, landed on Thursday. Um, they were saying on Friday they were a little bit tired, but the you know get they'll be ready for the game and all this kind of stuff. 
but you can see that it it always it always happens like this for, for the jags it's it's also a bit like a home game playing in london even though it was technically the bills home game not sure how much these home game really matters in the nfl but yeah it basically all led to the fact that the bills didn't look like the bills from last week and the jags took advantage of that I mean, yeah, it's it's a massive advantage for the Jags, isn't it? Especially with the Bills only arriving on Thursday. And even if you're kind of living your life, you know, with your um, time zone of the US, it's still very hard with, um, you know, particularly the times of the games, you know, being slightly early in the day. And yeah, it's, and also the change of pitch. I know they were playing at Wembley last week, but also, yeah, you're just getting acclimatized to everything, aren't you? Um, but the Jags yep. still had to turn up, and they uh, did what they needed to do, which is, well, made it interesting from a spectator's point of view, if nothing else. Yeah, it, it looked like an, an absolute festival down there. Sunshine, 61,000 fans. Uh, it just looked brilliant. I was so jealous. And um, it's actually led me to book a trip to London this weekend. I didn't tell you. Dropping the, oh, drop right. the bombshell. Uh, but I... well that because a bombshell. It, it coincides with a few things. A friend of mine from the US is visiting, used to live in London, and I haven't seen him for years. And he's there that weekend. So um, I I booked a trip. I'm going to go down on Sunday and try to soak up the atmosphere. If anyone has any leads on a ticket, let me know. Um, You're going to try and get a I'm, ticket then? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the feelers out. This is the, the first feeler I'm putting out. And then we'll see if there's any spare tickets. <laughs> and it might, might end up just watching in a sports bar eating some wings, but that's also not so bad. And just a couple of, a, a short visit, come on Sunday, and then I'll visit some friends because I haven't been to London for years. I used to live there. Yeah. And haven't been for probably five years, maybe. So I thought oh, I just got very excited watching this stuff on the TV, and I'm like, "Yeah, okay, let's go." It's a, it's a, you only live inspirational, once. isn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that'll be fun. Um. Anyway, there was. Uh, did you notice the finish him moment? Finish him that we talk uh, about in these games. No, go for it. Go for it. Okay. So, well, I noted down. Even though there were there was a lot of game to be played after this, but. The Bills were on the march in the fourth quarter with 13 minutes to play, and it was 11-7 to the Jaguars. And then um, Josh Allen threw a long pass down the field, and Darius Williams went up the cornerback for the Jaguars and, and took it out of the air and intercepted it. And then the Jaguars took possession of the ball, went down the field. Travis Etienne, who played a great game, actually, Travis Etienne, mm. the running back, he then uh, stuck it away and it became 18-7. And that was a bit of a momentum swing. And it was kind of anyone's game up until then. Even yeah. though I, I, I kind of always felt like the Jags looked like the better team on the day. But that was the point where, even though it finished 25-20, that was the part, point where they, yeah. they pulled away uh, a bit and kind of put In some nice final distance. Course, when you got that, when you're suddenly, yeah, you're, yeah, you're turning over the play, and yeah, you're getting that daylight. Then, um, yeah, it, it it just saps that that energy or momentum that you might want to build in those last you know 15 minutes. So yeah, yeah, and a couple of nice, uh, probably just some other notes I had was that um, Neil Reynolds, who's a Sky Sports presenter, he interviewed Roger Goodell, and Goodell hinted that 
they might be considering in the future two possible UK teams, which was a exciting little teaser, even though he didn't confirm anything. He just kind of hinted uh, about it. They've been hinting that for years, though, haven't they? Oh, yeah. Well, one team, but then he's talking maybe two. Because I think what they maybe want to have is uh, like a kind of, maybe they want a division here in Europe, right? Where you have like two London teams, maybe a team in Germany, maybe two in Germany, maybe. And then you can kind of play your divisional games, but mm. other teams come over and maybe play a few teams, something like that. That's just speculation. Though. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't work for the NFL. Oh, okay. So, yeah. um, and uh, another thing for Roger Goodell, he had the great honor and privilege to meet the best football manager or soccer manager in the world right now, Ange Postacoglu on the pitch at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Top of the league, Spurs. <laughs> Unbelievable. And and what a pleasure for Roger Goodell. I mean, to meet the greatest man of the moment. Uh, I mean, <laughs> that's worth, worth the trip alone for Roger Goodell. I mean, the, the leadership hints and tips that he would have got from Ange Postacoglu. Is it is it this Sunday's at the Spurs Stadium again? Yes, it is. And it's Ravens oh. Titans. I actually have a Ravens shirt with Lamar Jackson on the back. So I think I'll wear that this Sunday. <laughs> Just jump on the bandwagon really massively. Um, okay, well, you we gotta have... do it, you gotta do it, you gotta get full, I, go full in. I kind of want the Titans to yeah. win, but but I'll wear the Bob wear the Ravens jersey. <laughs> you know, I'm a bit of um, I'm, I'm I'm team, I'm team, team fluid, let's say, definitely fluid. currently. Currently, oh, I suppose that's a good segue into um, I suppose it's. You know, your team against your team, whoever wins. <laughs> Falcons, Texans. Falcons, Texans. Yeah. And well, you, you have kind of committed now, I've noticed on your Twitter profile, um, that you are a, a Texans fan uh, yeah. officially now. It's, it's there in lights. Yeah, because I realized um, that they have a great, I can make a great slogan out of it. Grab life by the whole, horns, become a Texans fan. <laughs> so i like to live my life by grabbing life by the horn so i thought why not like the the texans it could all work really well great personal pr great branding works works really well yeah i mean and no sooner did you switch that the falcons <laughs> and beat them and when i switched but to the falcons they lost as well do you remember, do you remember that yeah. So Falcons, but Falcons just didn't stick with me. I tried to support the Falcons. I, I wasn't really bought in, but you said, okay, the Falcons are your team for this season. Um, Texans feel right. I tried it on this last week because mm-hmm. even though they lost, I think it's a blip because I, I was I was pretty impressed with the Falcons. I thought they played well. Desmond Ritter, who I said I'd not seen really good arm talent from Desmond Ritter earlier in the season. He actually had some really good throws. So the Falcons won 21 to 19. And basically, it, it was a bit of a kicker kicker game, to be honest, because the kicker for Texans scored 13 of those points. Kickers for the Falcons scored seven. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I was I was actually, I thought the Falcons played pretty well. There was a lot of trick plays, uh, Bijan Robinson magic. I mean, some of the, he's special, right? Some of those things were just incredible. But with one minute 49 to play, the Texans went into the lead. And um, CJ Stroud did a did a nice bit of magic, but 
to me, CJ Stroud looks like a really good quarterback. He looks the part, his throws, everything. So he's someone I can get behind. He's he to me, he's like a, a he's a quarterback I can cheer for, and I I, I like him being on okay. my team. Okay. So so everything works, and the and the Texans red jerseys, beautiful. I want to buy one. Um. So then I want Stroud on the back on this red jersey. I, I think that's, that's a mission for the weekend. Then I know you're going to be. Prying around in your Ravens top on Sunday, but yeah. you need to acquire that Texan shirt. I think I do. Yeah, I think I'll try to head down to sort of the NFL area and tailgate, and then you know blow a bloody what are they like a hundred odd pounds on 100, a yeah oh, hundred pounds yeah good yeah so I'm already oh though um I did get a nice email yesterday. I almost acquired a Lions top because when Lions win a game, I get twenty five percent off. Wow. Is this from the Lion Store? No, it's like NFL thing. You know, you get uh, the daily email from the NFL, and uh, obviously they're trying to sell you stuff. But twenty five percent off the Lions, the Lions win, and they're lo- they're winning quite a bit. So, uh, yeah. well, you should definitely on get one. I mean, but... you've been a Lions t- a fan for a long time. <laughs> uh, but um, um, why I did quite like I like the hoodies. My go hoodie. Lions well, you're you're wearing a hoodie right now. the The fans can't can't see it, but he is wearing a hoodie. He usually wears a hoodie, so get that. It's that season. It's transitioning to hoodies. I mean, it's a bit confusing the weekend where it's like suddenly short season again, but it's it's back at hoodie season, which is. I heard it's uh, fairly warm this week in the UK as well. Fairly warm. I think it's just dropping down on Sunday when you uh you went to <laughs> perfect. The, the, yeah, my wife airspace. is there this week, and then um she comes back here on Saturday, and then I leave on Sunday to go, <laughs> to, go to the UK. So great coordination there. Fantastic, yeah. fantastic. So um yeah, uh, that game finished twenty one to the Falcons, nineteen to the Texans. There was um there was basically a kind of a few moments there where like what was it? I think it was um, Drake London probably was the kind of main man in that game. Uh, he did some fantastic mm-hmm. throws. He got the team like really pumped up. And then um, with 47 seven seconds left when Texans were in the lead, uh, Ridder threw it to Drake London. Crucial catch. Uh, speaking of crucial catch, which is uh, the current um, sponsor. Well, that's the NFL's campaign at the moment to and cancer right like crucial catch they wear all these colorful hats and everything and sort of raising awareness to get yourself tested for cancer and all this so kind of a nice little uh, uh, the nfl marketing team would know like to know that because obviously it's it's working because it's, it's ingraining into you you're then talking about it on the pod yeah yeah it works isn't it? well it's working that's what they want um so yeah he made this crucial catch um within field goal range and then uh, I think his name Youngway Koo uh, is the Falcons kicker. Then, then got the three points and they won. I think Nuts. that wraps up that game. And no, I, yeah, I'm I a think Texans you, fan. You, and you've proven <laughs> they have done extra research this week. You know the detail is there, no matter where we're going to flow to. Um, but also, we haven't talked about that many games. Where do you no. want to go next? And we only have like. 10 minutes <laughs> 10 minutes yeah we had a we had a this is going to be a short part every tuesday is a very short part let's jump quickly to monday night football i can do this in like one or two minutes so okay. just to the the fans that stayed up last night the the uk european fans um raiders beat the green bay packers 17 to 13 in the sin city uh 
Yes, it was in the Sin City, yes. And um, the things I would take out of this game, I think they're fairly even match teams, both now two to three records. Um, yeah. They, you know, on the what you'll see on the box score is that uh, Jordan Love, uh, that he had three interceptions. So basically... Um, didn't look like a good day, but I honestly I didn't think he had such a bad performance. Um, one of those was kind of uh, bounced off someone else, and 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 all sorts of stuff. the The mm. worst one was probably right at the end. So he did do a bad one at the end, where it was like I think it was um, they still had a chance. So obviously it was seventeen thirteen, but the the Green yep. Bay had the ball in the last uh, minute right of of regular time so if they got down the field and score a touchdown they can win so it was kind of like evenly matched and then he threw a kind of hideous uh, interception like um in the in the end zone when he was uh, searching for his receiver and it it wasn't so so close so i don't know why what he was thinking there i i thought i don't know what was going on the play calls all this because they still had time on the clock i think they had like 45 seconds or something so that was a bit strange but uh raiders win uh, I would just say Jimmy Garoppolo got sacked a lot and the Raiders have next five games Pats, Bears, so Patriots, Bears Lions, Giants and Jets so quite a few winnable games there probably the Lions is the mm-hmm. toughest one I don't think they'll be the Lions but they could win the other ones and actually have a decent record after those five games that will be the test of their season I don't think too much about them both teams, middle of the road teams I think Um mm-hmm. Shall yeah, we move Jeff, on, or yes. do you want to comment? Got a win, didn't they, against the Broncos? It's worth a little mention there. I know it's not one of the talk about games, um, but they won 31, uh, 21 to the Broncos. Broncos looking in, um, well, terrible shape. Terrible. Um, yeah, and it was the um, Nathan Nathaniel Hackett Bowl, right? Well, we talked about last week where Sean Payton made those comments about Nathaniel Hackett. Um, he got his uh, redemption there by by beating him. Sean Payton's just looking very foolish at the moment. Um, team is terrible. Jets kind of dominated on the ground. Brees Hall, probably special mention, 22 carries, 177 yards. Um, another one we can move on to is the other New York team, which was the... You're, you're laughing at me because I'm kind of over-prepared for this part. I think you're, you're thinking... <laughs> I can see you laughing. And then the New York Giants battered, uh, so got battered against the Dolphins. So another, they are just woeful at the moment. 31 to 16, Dolphins won. Um, the only good Great thing to stats note... for Tua, though. Great oh, stats for Tua. Fantastic. He did throw, but the very first play of the game, I think he threw an interception, and then the Giant player ran for a 102-yard uh, touchdown return, which was crazy. Because saw that one on Twitter and like 102 yard return, but then oh, yeah, 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 then, yeah, that's it. Yeah, then he dominated. So the the Giants just aren't putting up much competition at all uh, at the moment. Uh, where yeah, do you want to go to next? Combat, though, when you're playing Dolphins, though, after licking their wounds, so you know 31-16 isn't too bad when they're absolutely annihilating teams only two weeks ago. So yeah, um, let's. Before we run out of time, we've got to talk 49ers Cowboys. Yeah. 42 to 10. Absolute domination by the 49ers. I mean, Brock Purdy just looked like the best quarterback in the league. I don't I don't even know how all this stuff happened, but they, he looked fantastic. And then on the other side, you have 
I don't want to lay into Dak Prescott too much because he's getting absolutely smashed by mm-hmm. every kind of sports reporter out there that he's just, you know, they're all going a bit over the top. But but he he does seem to hurt them. Yeah, he did this against the Cardinals when he he's he just has too many off games, which is going to ever stop them from really competing for the top prize because they do have a very good team. They're 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 deep everywhere. Um, but when Dak doesn't, you know, isn't completely clean, they struggle. And mm. then you see Brock Purdy on the other side, just just like yeah, incredible. George Kittle had three touchdowns in that game. Three yeah, receptions and three touchdowns. So mm-hmm. pretty nice. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um yeah, I mean it was a domination really. I mean, even though Mike Parsons said, Oh, we're, we're you know, we're just as good as them. I mean, four hundred and twenty one yards to nine hundred and ninety seven yards and then they had the ball for like forty minutes and Cowboys had the ball for twenty minutes. And then but, but, yeah. But they're just a complete team, aren't they, forty nineers? Yeah. I mean, I've read up a lot over the the reviews that you know this week and you know the the kind of you know the the there's no weaknesses there and you know we're, we're talking before the game cowboys having one of the best defense in the league but then it turns out actually it's the 49ers yeah yeah and they are to to me they're they're the best team it's it's um i mean what we have two undefeated teams in the in the league now it's the eagles yeah. and the 49ers in the same conference right they'll probably be playing each other in the conference championship game to go to the super bowl as they did last year they look the the two best even though the eagles have their struggles it's a different story for the eagles isn't it yeah. and, you know their game against the you know the rams i mean they they got the win, but it's like scrappy just getting the one nil win, isn't it, for Eagles? Exactly. Yeah, like that was uh, twenty three to the Eagles, fourteen to the Rams. But but yeah, like you say, it was scrappy because um, they it was a very close game actually. This one, um, mm. so it, it kind of went down to the the fourth quarter again, and then the the Eagles kind of won it in the trenches, right? With with kind of running and the old tush push. Um, you know, this like the rugby scrum push where they kind of like yeah, always like get a rolling it. mole. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um yeah, like it, it was kind of a very it felt very even and then they were able to kind of get a get ahead right. It, it, again, this one was a kicker game. So the kicker, Jake Elliott, probably their MVP of the season uh, really so well. far. Oh, yeah. Yeah, eleven points in that game. So you can see how they kind of edged forward, got it to kick in range, scored the scored the kicks. Um, and that ultimately won them the game. But you you got to be happy when you're five and zero. Exactly, and you've still got another gear to go up and see. So, yeah. it, oh, there be, was yeah. an incredible thing in that game. Did you see that one-handed AJ Brown catch? It was it was unbelievable. Yeah, like just like it was a real it was a far catch as well. It wasn't it, it was it was like in stride, one hand. It was wow, that was incredible. Check that out on the. Uh, on the highlights and uh, Coop, I think to the Rams, I think they've they've been in every game and they've got Cooper Cup back as well. So he was he was back to full form. He had 118 yards uh, on eight receptions. So that's pretty good for the Rams. I think the Rams have been doing all right. I think that yeah, obviously Eagles are a very formidable opponent. So and yeah, Stafford recovered from his injury, which is nice to see. Um, yeah. I suppose the other end of the scale. Um, Obviously, Lions against Panthers. Oh, uh, yeah. Lions, obviously, 
another victory for them, 42-24. But then Panthers remain terrible. the only team without a win. I was watching that game, actually, and the Panthers were woeful. I said it many weeks ago, but I, I don't think much of Frank Reich as a head coach. Um, actually, um, Bryce Young... You can see some really nice signs from Bryce yeah. Young, even though he does some stupid passes where you think he's just he's too cute. He's trying to do uh, silly passes. And um, but he he has a way of kind of getting the ball out fast. He he can see what's going on. I, I think he has a bright future. I just think the team is a total mess. They had a bad injury in the offensive line early on, which kind of caused them some problems. Lions just dominated from start to finish. But there was a point in that game where I thought, oh my God, they are this. You can see in their faces with the, the, they're kind of losing hope for everything. And when you see these NFL players lose hope, you think, oh, that's, that's a bad sign. So um, quick ones to maybe touch on Bengals, Cardinals, 34 to the Bengals, 20 to the Cardinals. Cardinal, uh, Bengals yep. got back in form. Joe Burrow, the old connection to Jamar Chase, three touchdowns he scored. That was nice to see. They look like their old selves. Cardinals actually played pretty well. Um, were in the game for a while, so still hold their heads up high. But yep. nice to see the Bengals get back in the fight. And probably we should say Vikings, Chiefs. 20 to the Vikings, yes. 27 to the Chiefs. Do you want to kind of give us a one-minute recap on that before we end? Uh, well, um, I think the only note, main note I got on that, obviously, uh, I thought the Vikings might come out and um, get something out of that game. But it was a nice story with uh, Travis Kelsey went off injured, came back, and then got a touchdown, which is uh, pretty cool. And without Swifty in the in the, in the the crowd there. So it was nice to focus on football for a change with a, a Chiefs game. Maybe it's just you know Minneapolis not being uh, an easy destination to get to. Who knows? But still, maybe she was nice playing a gig or something. Yeah, yeah. I suppose she is busy. <laughs> she she's quite busy being the biggest superstar on the planet right now. But anyway, anything you want to say to end it? Um. Yes. Yes. Um. I'd like to finish on a poem. Um. And it's one from uh, the Four Falls of Buffalo. Fight on, my men. I am hurt, but I am not slain. I'll lay me down and bleed a while, and then I'll rise again. <laughs>